The Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, and it's been an up and down few days for sure. A wee Christmas Eve rumour that got us all excited, a full day overindulging, followed by a patched up team falling a little bit short against a full strength hips. There's a big few weeks ahead for sure. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, the Freaks rages on, winter shutdowns, live show is pumped, Hibs review, loan report, the women's team, lottery, games or goals, and on this day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 127 of the Dode Fox podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dode Fox podcast with pyjama man Paul McNichol and the still affy sexy Ronnie Costello. So um, let's start at Christmas Eve. So what part do you want to speak about first? Do you want to speak about the rumour? Or do you want to speak about what I had to witness in a photo that I've seen? What do you want to speak about first? I, I'm, I'm giving you the choice. I'm comfortable speaking about anything, Rondo. Right, anything. okay. So, right. tell the bad news first. Matching pyjamas, talk to me. <laughs> What's going on now? Uh, well, it was just a wee bit of Christmas Eve fun. The wee man was awfully excited. The other half was awfully excited. Uh, and I was kind of bullied, didn't it? It's but weird. You know what it was? Because I three of them's pusses were tripping them. You were the only one smiling. What was going on? Uh, I, I have no idea. It must have been photoshopped. Mm. Must have been mock chopped or something. Because it was the other way about in, in truth. Smile on your <laughs> face. Somebody was getting mock chopped. That's for uh, sure. It was, it was a wee bit of fun. <laughs> really? Did you enjoy really? it? Really? Uh, it was a wee bit of fun. Mm. <laughs> You're just jealous. I really know. I really, really know. Like, I, I just, I, no, really, no, really. But you've matching pajamas and I know, and then, honest to God, eh, the new portion becks. Can't believe what we're witnessing. It's either portion becks or John and Yoko, but I came away. I'd like it to go. But anyway, we'll leave that for everyone else. So, heard it here first. Yoko Shono is here. So, the other end, what a rumour that was that got me going on Christmas Eve, by the way. Oh, Tony, one, yeah. what? A three-year deal? End of the season, oh. apparently? Oh. Always liked him, eh? What a player. Well, let's just address that. Well, we... no, well let's, let, let's address it. Let's address it, because as soon as I heard that, and then I had a few texts, basically kind of confirming it, that it, is, it does look like it's a done deal. And I thought, well, I'm pretty sure that I went, hard on him a couple of weeks back so I just put out a daft tweet saying I better go and delete my tweets about Tony Watt and then I went looking for what I tweeted about him and I couldn't really find much and then I found one that was tweeted on the day of the game and I, I can't even mind what I said like something like he'd be a good player if he could stay on his feet and then I thought right maybe that, that kind of be it I must have said something about him on the podcast and I went back and I've re-listened to that wee bit and it's kind of saying the same. I'm like, he is a half-decent player, but he's forever on the deck. So I didn't actually slate him. If anything, it was like a backhanded compliment. But the fact that, like, before that news came out, he wasn't the most popular figure amongst United fans, I would say. Uh, and the fact that we're now going to wait to sign him, I think that's a bonus. I think that's a good thing. But we hate it. Like, if, people are people aren't a split. People are genuinely... Uh, quite happy about this the fact that we're 
we're going to be signing the guy that's currently, I think, still uh, Scotland's top scorer. But we hit start. We hit create chances for him because he's not the sort of boy that's going to create goals and score goals on his end. He's going to need chances, and we are struggling at present with the creation of chances. Uh, and also another thing that people, another criticism that people are throwing around about Tony Watt is, but then maybe this is a good fit for him where he is currently at Motherwell because he's been around so many clubs. And obviously when he was a Bairn, he scored against Barcelona. And that's that, that will always follow him around in his career, no matter what else he does. Uh, but everywhere he's went, he's never really been a success until right now when he's went to Motherwell and he's, he started banging them in for fun. And uh, you say, I wonder if the penny's dropped to him, if he's in a, a rich vein of forum, a purple patch, if that team just suits him, because sometimes it does. Look at us in the shifty. Like we, it just seemed to suit him playing for United under that manager, that system, that way. Anywhere else he's went, it's not really worked. So I would, I would say it's a good signing if, when it happens. Uh, but it's no, I wouldn't say it's a home run signing, like, but it, there's still a good few unknowns in my opinion. Uh, like I don't think it's going to guarantee anything unless we start creating a wee bit of mirth for him because he's the sort of guy that's going to need service What's your view on signing pre-contracts with a team in the same league? <coughs> and I agree with you <laughs> and I was pulled up about that the day but like in a, in a friendly way because somebody said look you, before you say anything about this you better go and listen back to what you said to Hamish McAlpine and, and I'd, I'd even forgot that, that we had that wee discussion but fair play to the to the guy on Twitter he actually gave us the exact time of the episode that we were speaking about it. and before I listened to it I thought well I've never really been in favour of these if they're between teams in the same league and the reason that I was of that opinion is because more often than not it's us that get shafted you know it's usually players at us that are going to Aberdeen or Celtic or wherever and it just pisses you off uh, so I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that particular rule but the fact is it's a rule we haven't done anything wrong uh, and it's just one of them where it, it's now it's us that are going to get the benefit of this now again I'm no I'm no smart by any manner of means I, I can understand that we've we've probably agreed this contract we have is what I'm getting told and I would think that we will maybe even now start negotiating we mother will to try and get them earlier I, I would assume that's how these things happen and I, again I don't know uh, and I think that's going to be quite difficult to get him as well because if your mother will I'd, I'd probably be of a mind to keep him just now depending on what United are going to offer for him but then for United's point of view is it worth offering X amount of hundreds of thousands or whatever you'd hate offer to get him when you're going to get him free in a matter of months so it's a gamble it's a gamble either for both teams I suppose but if he's if, if we hit away until the summer, then we hit away until the summer. There's not much we can do about it. It certainly upset other right people when the news came on Christmas Eve, which was always a good laugh, and it took a while for the fact you were wearing matching jammies, so that was all right. Um, he was dropped today. He was on the bench today. He didn't go off the bench today for Motherwell, which I think might might happen. I think that might have happened for the next couple of games if we weren't going to winter shutdown and, and stuff, but. I think he, I think he's a good player. I think he's finished against us in the pissing rain when it, again it was shouldn't have counted, but a great finish as well. Shows he could show he could score different types of goals. I, I can what I didn't appreciate. I didn't appreciate he was as tall as he is. He's six foot. It's because he's it's because anytime we've seen him, he's rolling about the deck. <laughs> it's hard it's hard to gauge somebody's height when they're lying down constantly. I, I generally thought he was like 
five foot eight or something. I don't think it was a but, but six foot no bad, I suppose. Um yeah. but you are right. You know, we we need to get Mayor Buzz in the box and Buzz in on plays strength. He plays seems to play on the left side or front three, but he seems to have played in every front position for Motherwell this season. Um and obviously, like, listen, we, we're recording this right after the game, the day, so it's like six o'clock, so um, it might be announced, it might get announced, we don't know, it might get announced today, as a wee pick-me-up after the game today, who knows? Uh, I mean, I suppose it needs to be announced when his contract is available to be signed up. I think it's January, is it? No, is it? No, as soon as the window's open, you're technically allowed to yeah, so get these guys we'll certainly keep an eye but that, it's a real statement as well to go out and get the top goal scorer in the league if you can get especially after uh, that big team up the road we're talking about well maybe we can we can go for him come on now James what are you talking about hey you dafty you've got bigger worries just now and then you'd be thinking about boys like Tony Watt just crack on yeah, unbelievable um, do Went a shut down then. Right decision to to bring it forward. It seems to have come at the right time for us. In my opinion, yes. Uh, but if you're of a of the Rangers persuasion, then it's absolutely not. It's it's remarkable the the difference of opinion depending on what team <laughs> that you follow. Like majority, majority, I think ten clubs were for it. No, I personally was for it, and that was just before the announcement for the government. And I'm, we're not political on this at all. Uh, I can what I can about politics. You can write on the back of a stamp, but uh, it was a frustrating decision when you were dealt that you can't go to the football. There's only going to be five hundred there. I mean, it's just it's grim, isn't it? Like people, people are just annoyed now. They're frustrated. They're they're thinking, wait a minute, I've I've played the game. I've took all my jags. I've wear my mask. I wash my hands and my my ears, and I still kind of get into the football. Uh, and it is frustrating there's no doubt it's frustrating but that decision has been made and as soon as it was made I, I, I had my fill while watching football on the on a stream like a minute behind last season I didn't really want to go back to that uh, if, we, if we do go back to it then there's no much I can do about it like there's, there's there's people saying I'm not caring what the government announced I'm, I'm just doing what I hate to do and I'll keep myself right well that's that's all very well but like somebody like me or somebody like you or a lot of the listeners we are like going to the football and if they say that you can't get in the stadium then you can't go to the football so you can do anything else that you want in life but they're talking about quite a big part of mine so we just say it go on with it me personally I'm for the winter break being brought forward I probably would have brought it even further forward and just uh, I wouldn't have played today's game and that's no hindsight that's not because I'm sitting here on the back again but but I probably would have just started almost immediately. And midweek, I was listening to Stephen Glass get interviewed. And I don't often listen to Stephen Glass, so didn't be hitting us with that stick. But he, but he made a good point. He's like, wait a minute, we've got X amount of fans coming down to support by the day. He says, but it's no safe to do that in, in three or four days. There's a lot of it doesn't make sense, but the people that make the rules in the country, that's that's what they've decided. So we just say, uh, just say, go on with it. <clears throat> no, no, it's wicked, Deborah. Yeah, it's. I mean, I was the same as you. You know, I was. I, and the whole thing for for me was the case of why are we waiting? Like, why why are we waiting? Is there something he's done coming no day? Yeah, if it's important, then do it now. Yeah, yeah, and that and that that's what it should have been. And that again, the same as you. It's no because we've been beat the day or 
fervent or people have had to sit in the pissing rain or it's just because we've seen what it's like with a full stadium or or 8,000 or six or even some of the noise we've generated with 5,000 you know it's such mm. a difference you know and the Habs fans like them or loathe them they do tend to come in decent numbers so you, again it adds to the atmosphere and that's just totally lost today um but I agree, yeah. Money as well. Money for the club. Without a doubt. Without Losing a doubt. money again. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I think it's a case that if it has to happen, get it done ASAP. You know, and again, on the hindsight of it, you know, the fact that, and we'll get into this, you know, with the amount of players that are out and the, the form we're on, we still would have had two more games to play and, you know, they're dropping like flies the day before the game, during the game, probably at the end of the game or whatever. You just think it's something, but I'm just, why is it not just happened now? And I tell you what, for players of the Rangers to try and lecture on sporting integrity. Oh, that was hilarious during the week. Absolutely hilarious during the week. I mean, <laughs> they sent they sent out the daftest person in their change room. He's about as bright as two in the morning. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, he really is. Oh. But, uh, he kept the straight face, fair play. Him. And you know what, Ron? But like, we're we're bringing, we've brought this thing in, and and obviously the league have decided we're gonna we're gonna call the winter break a wee bit early. Now it's still no guarantee that in three weeks we'll get anybody back in. Like we might still we might be worse off. You know they might say right, nobody's getting in rather than five hundred. Nobody can. But if this can act as some sort of a pause. And maybe this virus can just piss off or like weaken or we can mere put in two, three weeks. We're just giving ourselves or I think the the thinking behind the decision is that we're giving ourselves a, a wee bit of breathing space. And then hopefully when when it time starts to get playing games again, we can get more people back in the stadium. But it's it wouldn't surprise me if we're still if we go back to watching it on uh, the internet streams and now. I, I, I'm not going to not going to use the word devastating. It's not devastating, but it's quite depressing if that's what it's going to go back to. Because watching that all last season was it was really stinking. Uh, I mean, I would I would imagine United won a great to watch last season, and that's not how I'm saying that because if you were a St Johnston fan last season, they weren't a stinking like the, the best season they'll ever ever hit, and they couldn't go and see it. So nobody's enjoying this, regardless of your team's playing well or stinking. But uh, it does look like we might be doing this for a couple of months or something. I, I don't know. I really hope no. I hope I'm wrong, but that wouldn't surprise me if we are watching it on streams again, which yeah. is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, and the thing that, obviously, looking at the fixtures, I mean, I know we will actually get to the game today, but, you know, with the rearrangement in the fixtures, the first game back's in 23 days. It's the 18th of January against St Myrne. We then travel to Kilmarnock on the on the Saturday and the Scottish Cup and then you're about to see a real partner here. Wednesday at home to Ross County, then we're away to Celtic on the Saturday, then we're away to Dundee on the Tuesday, then away to St Johnston on the uh, on the Saturday the fifth, then at home to Motherwell on the ninth. So it's you know, it's Tuesday, Saturday for, for a few weeks. Uh, and That's fine. play Motherwell on the ninth, and if we were to uh, beat Kilmarnock, we'll, we'd then have the cup on there. I'm the same as you, I think. You ask any player if they would rather, they would rather play. Of course yep. they would. They would rather play. Of course they would. But I think that's maybe a reason that they, they maybe never cut the day's games because there's another game to schedule in and, you know, the two ugly sisters have got to be in Europe and all that, but that shouldn't be your problem and whatever. But it's going to be busy when we come back. 
And the big thing is, you kind of go into the that kind of run of games with 14 out, which is what we've got just now. You know, you yeah. kind of do it. You, you, you generally kind of do it. I mean, we sat here last week, proudest punch for the young boys that have just went to Ibrox, the 50,000, and gave it a... They've got beat, right? They've still got nil point. You know, they've still got nil points. And again, the day... Some people are still out, there's still young boys out there. I think it's four academy graduates, there's five maybe that started. You know, you're needing to get that consistent because we've shown already that this season, when we get a strongest 11 on the park, we can beat teams, we can play good football. We've beat Hibs Easter Road, we've beat Rangers, we've been lucky against teams, we've taken chance against teams, blah, 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 blah. You know, but at the minute we are in a bad run. Of course, we have lost five in the bounce. Of course, we're in a bad run. You know, it's one, one in 10. Five points for 30. You know, of course it's shite. Of course it is. Of course it is. You know, um, and even when you look at it, like I, I said this before the game, I was speaking to somebody that we've not actually been pumped apart from Celtic when we were really bad. The other games came one nil here, one nil there, and you're thinking, this is well annoying. Because even we said what the Hearts game 5 2 didn't feel like a pumping. It didn't feel like it because we were trying, we we're trying to get in about it. And the day was just like the last sort of, I'm glad the break's here because we're not getting in, we're not getting a break of the bar, we're certainly not getting a decision, and... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Deco's already tell her, that's his one goal, the next six will be in the car park and Gussie and stand, we can, that'll win you in the executive box. Um, you know, and, that, and that's, you know, that's the frustrating thing of it. We knew we were going to be with football for a couple of weeks, but um, but yeah, it's it's definitely come at the the kind of right time against uh, another fellow couple of COVID hit teams that would have been. Um, but anyway, let's let's speak about the game today because winter shut down. Yes, right decision to bring it forward. Hopefully, it's come at the right time and people can get back in after it. Let's let's move on. So, on the back of the uh, Rangers game last week. We knew the young young lad Moore was going to miss because he was injured. Uh, we just wondered, some of the COVID boys might be back. Uh, will we get any a surprise on them? Maybe the injury front, will somebody come back? And then obviously we were dealt the team sheet and it, there were still notable absentees, but there was returns. Benji was back in. Um, Ian Harks was back in. Um, Emmy Niskanen was back on the bench. And the Sheep was back from uh, from injury. Uh, and then you were still thinking, oh, Trevor Carson's nowhere to be seen. Oh, Peter Pollitt's nowhere to be seen either. Uh, and then uh, before kickoff, Ryan Edwards uh, was left here. A, a family, personal reasons was the reason it was given he wasn't injured or anything. I heard Tom say that on the radio just before I got in the house uh, after the game. Um, so, but again, 14 are, are now out. I mean, you can pick a decent team out of that. But it was always going to be tough, even with the, uh, the four changes, given you looked at Hibs and looked pretty full strength. <laughs> and you, they yeah. even left that Arsenal Deutsch on the bench that always seems to score against her. Um, yeah. And they're coming in under a new manager, who's clearly getting a bit of a bounce. Beat Aberdeen uh, during the week, I think, as well, even after the uh, the cup debacle at the um, at the weekend. But um, what were you thinking when you see, seen the team? Were you still trying to work out what formation we're playing, how we're going to line up? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like because obviously Darren Watson last week was right wing back, and then you see Freeman back in the team 
yeah, so yeah, I wasn't really sure, but I, th- I think ultimately we went three at the back again the day that we uh, with, with Nielsen, Charlie, and Scott McMahon, mm-hmm. and Sporla was left wing back again, and Kieran maybe wasn't any of his best games. Sorry, I shouldn't have called him Kieran. It's sheep. Now depends what I'm talking about when I say Kieran. Uh, yeah, it wasn't any of his better games. He'd done all right. Uh, I saw a picture of the injury that he had a couple of weeks ago. He's done well to recover for that because it was a, a bruising uh, challenge that he was on the end of for the boy Holt. But uh, yeah, I, like I was again as as always looking forward to it, looking forward to seeing what we were going to do. But like we didn't really again do much going forward. Like first half. First half was pretty much a non-event. They probably had more possession than us, I would think. But at half time, I didn't think any keeper had a save to make, and we went and trailing one 0 to just another head shaker of a decision. Uh... Uh, absolute madness! Like at the time when I saw it, and I spoke to you before we had the card, uh, it looked offside, and then I've since seen it on video, and it is offside. And I really didn't can how how it stood I can only think that the linesman maybe thinks that Benji was in line with Nisbet but apart from that it's it's just it's bizarre but I, I'm no I refuse to believe that then again the rules you don't get to the, to that level of officiating if you then again that there's got to be 12 players behind the goalkeeper to be playing boys on side but it's just it's just it's the way it goes when, when you've got Colum as the ref against Hibs you didn't seem to get any decisions whatsoever. It's unbelievable. Uh, and I didn't even care if it's his fault. It might be the Lions' fault, but he did go and speak to him. He is the ref, so ultimately he has given the goal. I, I, I see you shaking your head. Well, you know what? It's just one of these. There was another There was another in, in the um, first... It was in the first half. Hibs played a long bar doing the line for Martin Boyle. And I turned to the boy that was next to me and said, the linesman can't and I tell if that's offside because he's no up with play. So he never even put his flag up because he couldn't tell mm-hmm. that he was he he was a mile off. Like I could tell I could tell he was a mile off for what I was. But the linesman couldn't because the linesman was way, way behind the play. And you're thinking, yeah. this is the shite we're getting dealt with here. Like it didn't lead to nothing, but you're just thinking, be shite for both teams. And I can't wait to these incidents and everything even themselves out because my God, we are going to get a lot. Because we must be due it. But you're right, even for the first half, I think we had the bar about two minutes out the first half. But the keeper wasn't troubled, you know. No, no, for that, exactly. def- keeper wasn't troubled. No, I don't think that they, they overly worried us. I mean, as I say, we did we did hey, or we did concede a lot of possession to them, but that was maybe the game plan. Maybe try to do that and then hit them on the break. We watched its pace. Uh, I, I really didn't can. Like we didn't get me wrong. Like it's maybe it's maybe dressing up a wee bit to say that they didn't trouble us because we certainly didn't trouble them. No, uh, but like I, I never felt I never felt worried. There was certainly there, it was a bit even Stephen and then they kind of came in a wee bit of mirror and there was a there was a spell where we just couldn't get over in box at one point. Uh, but but to go in at half time one 0 down to that goal, it just it's just an absolute signal again. Like uh, the last few games that that I've seen against Hibs, like, I, I don't ever think that there's much in it. And the record against us over the last couple of years is tremendous. They just they always seem to get the breaks. 
and there's mine, there's getting breaks and there's getting dodgy decision breaks. And that's that's like a few good ends, like the penalty in the cup, the offside goal we didn't get. Scott Allen should be off the park. There's three in one game huh. that change games. And then the day of the first goal, how many times do we say the first goal changes the way? Now, if we didn't come out second half trailing 1-0, we might know it changed what we were trying to do and we might know it played... Like we played a wee bit better in the second half. I don't think we were that much better. It's all relative, I guess, but we might know it changed the system. So we might know it got any better in the second half. You just never know. But bottom line is, it wasn't a goal. It was offside. It shouldn't have stood. And it did. And kind of puts you, it snookers you a wee bit when you, you try to get back in that. And what about, um, he was quick to book Mock and uh, Mikasin in there for the first challenges as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Archie's was quite a robust tackle, but I didn't think there was any malice in it. Uh, Mockery's, I can't even remember what it, I can remember seeing him getting booked. I can't even remember what it was served around. Uh, but it's, it's, it's Colin, is it? Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, and the thing is, he's in Scotland's best refs. Like, if you look at his allegedly, status, like allegedly, come on. No, but but then people that go and, and review his performance obviously think he's doing all right because he. Tiani referees big games in Europe and you just shut your head out. It's mental. The standard the officiating that we've got and that we've had to endure this season. And like I say, endure, like the get you can't even play a game you a ref. They're absolutely vital to the fact that you want to watch your team playing football, but surely they can do a wee bit better. Just just a wee bit better. Yeah, just I mean- call off sides off sides when it's <laughs> offside. It's dead easy. But we even we even give you a flag. We even give you a flag and a microphone to the ref. Just speak about it. Just say a wee word. I'll look offside to you, Willie. I did I? Can what? We'll no give that go because that looked offside. There we go. It's nothing's up. It's half time. Let's go. Assholes. The problem with that was that seems like too much common sense. I'm not sure that'll 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 tack up. That'll tack on. I wanna. I wanna. No one is coming. <laughs> um, half time. What are you thinking? Leave now? <laughs> no, no, no at half time. No, no at 1 0 anyway. Uh, you, you're just disappointed. Like you're just disappointed. Disappointed because it didn't look like we were ever going to score. And disappointed because you're 1 0 doing to a goal that Abdi's going through their phones looking at thinking, definitely offside. Look at it against still images or even the video of it. So you were just disappointed at half time. But we we came out, in fairness, we came out, we did start a wee bit better. We we definitely played better in the second half. But the bar was so low. Made the change as well. Performance. Yeah, yeah, Niskanen came on for Sheep. Uh, and Niskanen, he definitely added something to the game. But it's the last few weeks just not been good enough, Rondo. It's, it's unfortunate. Like it's, I hope it's just a wee bit of forum because... If almost every team in that league has had a bad run of form, then hopefully this is ours. Like Hibs and Aberdeen had really shitey runs of form, and they're both above us now. Our, our big problem, and people say it's it's like scoring goals, and absolutely it, you kind of disagree with that. But we, it's not like it's not like we're creating loads and loads of chances and we're missing setters. We're creating next to nothing. Like we're nothing. Like even when we were playing well early on the season. It was through like really good football, really good to watch. And chances were falling to like Apollo, Harks, uh, other boys from midfield that are running and getting in on the end of things. We're, we're not even doing that. There's just, bar that one moment of magic the day, we didn't score. 
and we didn't even look like scoring. But I mean, that's that's what Deco, Deco can do when he gets to the ban. He starts running the boys. He's definitely got that in his locker, and that will only serve him well because we are Ken. He's a confident wee lad. He's, his confidence is not going to take a dip. Scoring a goal like that—that that was an ups. That deserved a bigger crowd today. Unfortunately for him, you know, there was only like three men and a dog at the game. But that was some goal, and hopefully he can carry on for him like that if he's going to be in the team more often than not moving forward. But we—it doesn't take away the fact that we didn't see him. Well, we scored sixteen goals in twenty games. Yeah, it's um, only St Johnson have scored fewer. Yeah, and and where are they in the league? Exactly. Red rotten, dead last. Rock bottom, stinking. So we we need to we need to start creating more. We need to start converting more, uh, or these struggles will just continue. Yeah, we've so scored the same amount of goals as Livingston, sixteen. <sighs> Livingston, I don't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> and again, it and it shows how close the kind of league's been as well. You know, you're you're looking at. You know we're on twenty five points. Aberdeen twenty seven. Hibs twenty nine. Motherwell no away away at thirty one. But then the other side, Livingston twenty. You know St Mirren nineteen. Ross County eight. Been on twenty fifth points for about two months though. That's the thing that like when you when you when you look at the record, I think we've lost nine nine out of twenty league games. Yeah. And you might have, you might uh, depending on how many you've won, you might have thought right nine out of twenty will accept that when you get to the halfway stage of the season. But because we've lost five in a row, it's, uh, there's, the, the confidence must be draining. And I get that the last two weeks, the teams that we've put on the part are like, not completely different, but they're quite different. You know, we've not had any any chance to, I mean, I don't even care what trainings looked like the last couple of weeks. We are, we are the COVID cases and the close contacts and people probably had to isolate and injuries. So who knows what sort of training they've been able to do. Uh, but the manager's not had any opportunity just to hear a consistency of selection either, which he would he might point to as uh, one of the factors for this. But, but it, it, goes, it goes a wee bit deeper than that for me. Like, we're not creating enough uh, and we're certainly not scoring enough. And what, I mean, at the start of the season, we were winning games 1-0 and it was great because we were defending very well, but you just can't. It was going to catch up with you. There's going to be games when you you do concede a shite goal or a couple of goals, and if you're only scoring one goal at best, then you're you're going to be struggling. And now we're now we're just hardly ever scoring. It seems, uh, but there goes wonder goal. So uh, I think the breaks maybe come at the right time. Hopefully, we can get the boys that are injured back fit. Hopefully, COVID buggers off, and if we can bring one or two in, they can maybe help raise raise morale uh, create more chances then we might we might still be starting off in no bad position being on 25 points halfway up the league uh, but if this if this continues when we go back to playing football then we're just going to keep sliding doing that table unfortunately so hopefully it doesn't the thing is as well when you can you're, the luck's not happening for you when uh right before well it's still 1-0 at the time and then Charlie Mulgrew has to go off and we're doing the 10 men I didn't realise, I didn't appreciate that we'd used our three subs. Uh, I was like, well, can we just say put Kerr Smith on? That's fine. But I say it's about to quite, quite an inexperienced back line that we're going to hear now. And then they were never marking the sub. And I'm like, what, what would they do? How are we not marking the sub? And then somebody's like, well, here's three. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. 
that's just just their luck against Hibs. Absolutely, no luck. And then Christ, it was about a minute later, was it? It was about a minute after Mogu yeah, went off. Pretty much. Scored. Yeah, a, a, a signal, like an absolute signal. Yeah, and then yeah, again, I mean the lesser spotted Logan Chalmers even come on the day, but. Again, you're thinking, well, we're going for it, we're making changes, and then I saw Mulgrew down. I actually initially thought it was a head knock. Like, well, I, in hindsight, he should have went down hard in his head. Can, I can. <laughs> and then we could have made a sub. Exactly. Come on, Charlie. Think about it. Play the game. Play the game. Um, <laughs> there was... Um, I got off looking drunk. <laughs> it was so... Uh, yeah, so so frustrating as it was. But like I said, it's 14 players out with injuries or COVID, a mix of both... Um, started the game with five academy players um, finished the game without three of our back four uh, you know only Harks played what has been our strongest three in midfield and then you know up front only Nicky Clark's really sort of been playing this season and you know Peter Paul out the day Emmy only on the bench McNulty's obviously you know, kicked the ball in a long time you know really <laughs> When your luck's doing, it's doing it. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Eh? When it's when it's your luck's doing, it's it, it's yeah. doing an awfully awfully lot. Um, and I just think it's you know, let's like say it's a brilliant start to the season. I mean, players deserve the plaudits, you know, and, and everything that went on. But it's five in a row we've lost. It's one win in nine up front. We've just not got enough just now. You know, we've just not got enough. Like we stuck a, a good few bars into the box today, but to nobody really. Um, and if. Tony Watts coming in the summer, offer Motherwell enough cash to get him now, give him a chance. I still think we need one or two across the board, mind, to, to just help. Again, these are the situations that just show when boys are out. Like, if you're wanting to list them, so Carson's out. Uh, again, injury, COVID, we don't know. Mark Reynolds obviously knowing the picture. Um, Edwards pulls up right as delete beforehand. Charlie Mulgrew goes doing injured. Liam Smith's still out. Callum Butcher suspended. Jean Doe suspended. Dylan Levitt's no playing. Injured, possibly. Um, McNulty injured. Biamu injured. Big Louis no in the day. It's a lot of players, man. It's a lot of players. Uh, I can. No, it's a, it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. Plus, we've done a. Uh, I'm going to say we don't have a big squad like, and, and, and one way we do but if you factor in other reasons that we've got a bigger squad like a lot of them are Burns mm. yeah. so there's no much experience in our squad it's not like a Celtic or a Rangers where they greet but oh, we've got seven players injured ah, but you've still got none but internationals on your bench bunch of pricks okay we don't have that issue we, yeah. uh, we've got internationals because he played for Scotland under 13 and he played for Scotland under 14 that's it so it's we are. We're running. We're running like I think the breaks probably come at the right time for us. Uh, but there's definitely work needing done in this break. Uh, and I don't kind of I have any idea. I know that the plan was to take the, the team away for a, a couple of days, somewhere uh, sunnier, somewhere warmer, so they can get some good training done. I have no idea if that will be happening. I would doubt. Well, you don't care. I mean, team you never know. I suppose. <laughs> Who knows? You don't know if they're you don't know if they're able to. It depends what country they were going to go to or or what. You you just no idea. There's so many unknowns just now we've what's going on. But one thing we do know is that we're not going to hear another game for twenty odd days and uh, hopefully when we come back for that we're a wee bit healthier and a wee bit better. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. 
Um, man of the match? <sighs> Debo. <laughs> For his messy like goal. Um, can it's, I- it's a shame that he scores a goal like that in that game because I'll probably get forgotten but can it's I- like it's like Hark's goal against St. Mum last season. Absolute world class goal and we got pumped 5-1. Nobody remembers it. No. I remember obviously because it's Hark's. Obviously. But nobody remembers it. Um, can we make a mention certainly for Lewis Nielsen the day mm-hmm. for coming came in out of nowhere and I thought he played really well the day and he came what he didn't get an easy time what for Nisbet and for the movement and the way they interchanged up front I thought he put a shift in I thought he'd done really well and you know it's one of them that it was always going to be a tough ass for him but he wouldn't have kept he's no played mm-hmm. in a long time yeah, and, yeah. Know, and, I, and the thing the thing is when, when guys get injured these days as well Ron it's there's no reserve league so it's not like they can go into that and play three, four, five games to get their fitness back up they're just they're essentially they're back training and then they're on the bench and then when when they're called upon they're called upon and you just expect that they're going to be as fit as they can be now they're never going to be match fit because they've not played matches for months uh, but that, that's just the way it is like he's, I, I'm not sure He's probably too old to play in the academy games anyway. Now I would think, although maybe it's maybe it's borderline that, but but I don't think he has played in the academy games. So he's basically he's come back for an injury, trained, and he's his first game back is against Nisbet Boyle. Uh, I can't. They had three up front there, and I'm, I was never paying attention. <laughs> but but they're, it's an easy task for him, and the conditions were fairly shite as well. It's fair to say. But yeah. he, 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 to your point, he done all right. He done very well. It probably helps that he's playing alongside Charlie Mulgrew. He probably just keeps them right. Uh, you get the best out of people when you put them beside experienced old heads that can talk them through, as well as be good enough to do their end job, uh, which is what we've got in Mulgrew. So uh, he was all right, but it's <clears throat> it's scant consolation when you're sitting here on the back of a three-one de- defeat at him. And it's the fifth game in a row when you've lost. So, yeah. but hey ho. Yeah, listen, we struggled to get close to them in the first half. I thought second half we at least we were on the front foot and try to get in about them at times. But again, we had Deco's goal. We could still be here Saturday noon. We probably wouldn't have scored another end. You know what I mean? Just the way yeah. it was. Um, the Scottish Premiership goes into hibernation now. Uh, we will play um, St Martin on the 18th of January. 7.45 is when it's scheduled to all come back and all will be good again we hope hope so <laughs> hope so hmm. obviously the big rumour is um, Tony Watt's going to sign a pre-contract on a three-year deal uh, as the news broke on uh, Christmas Eve and uh, like Paul said at the start he was double-checking his tweets again and seeing what he said and, and whatever, um, which would be good. So keep an eye on that one. Um, one one bit of uh, rumour mill news on mm-hmm. the Pavey that's been going around Twitter as of as we've been started this debacle the day is uh, Dylan Levitt's apparently going to be recalled and heading to Ipswich. Is apparently yeah, what I've heard that. Yeah. That's not great, is it? No, no. I mean, I think he's played nine games, and we were probably very good in about six or seven of them. I would, I would think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, no, I wouldn't. Um, no, not good at all. 
I mean, <laughs> that, that is one of the shitty rumours that yeah. we hope that absolutely doesn't and, come true. Indeed. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You we'll know. see. It's not great. No, it's not so great. Keep, keep an eye on uh, on that one. And uh, I guess it's time now to uh, head over to everyone's favourite part of the podcast. It is, uh, is what people can't wait to have bought a ticket to see live. And still now, we'll get to just that. We'll get to to that. that. Uh, it's time for the loan report. Right, I really hate that you build this up, especially this week, because you can. There's bare minimum loan reportage being done because uh, we've basically had the games are the day as well, so we've just no time. But what I have, what I have found out is Mark Connolly and Ross Graham at Dunfermline. Connolly started the match against High Flying Arbroath, and Ross was again an unused subby. And what will come as no surprise to anyone that follows Scottish football, Arbroath have comfortably ran out 3-0 winners on the day, and Connolly, again unsurprisingly, has picked up a booking. Reese caves at Airdrieonians. Airdrie won 3-1 at home to Alloa, but Reese was an unused sub. The rest of them are quite easy, Rondo. We've got Flynn Duffy at Peterhead, Nathan Cooney at Elgin City, We've got uh, Lennon Walker and Finn Robson at Spartans, Adam Hutchison at University of Stirling, Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale, and Sean Brown at Cumbernauld Colts. None of them had a game that day. Magic. The Academy. There's no game this week for the Academy lads, but there was a little bit of news in the shape of Rory McLeod signing a three-year contract. For those that have listened to my nonsense in this segment of the podcast, you'll know that I'm a big fan of the lad. And he's definitely got a great chance of having a really good career if he can keep at it. I think it's a great bit of business by the club to get him signed up for the foreseeable. And also, I don't know how in my notes, Ron, but you sent me a text through the week about other academy news. And there's an, a McNichol has signed for the club. Young Zach McNichol, I believe he's 11 years old. So uh, if we can get enough money in the coffers, I think we should sponsor him. Somehow, some way. Because clearly we... And he even spells McNichol the same way. I just want to see McNichol on the Barco United jersey that that I've no bought. That's that's the dream. I'm going to and I and I can say there's no no link to him at all. I'm not related to the wee man at all. Not that I'm aware of, but I hope he has a career akin to Davy Nerys. I'm on the wee man, the women's team. The women's team had a top of the table clash against Glasgow last week, and I predicted that they'd win that one two 0 and I'm absolutely delighted to tell you that they did indeed win 2-0. It was a result that has cemented them at the top of the league, six points clear of Glasgow in second place, and with the game in hand over them. As they head into their winter break, it's fair to say that they have had a great first half of the season and have put themselves firmly in the driver's seat for winning promotion. The game itself was a cracker. It was clearly the best two teams in the league, and I always felt that United were in control throughout, even when the game got stretched. A first half goal by Danny McGinley and a second half own goal with an assist from Danny McGinley were the difference on the day and more than enough to send the team in salmon pink back down the road empty-handed. As for United, as I mentioned, that's them now into the winter break and they're not due to play again until January the 16th away to St Johnston. Over a year on Excellent. Um, again, while we've been on, I've just seen a tweet there from Scott Burns who says, Tony Watt to Dundee United in January looking more and more likely uh, because the Motherwell assistant 
uh, said there was a likelihood that Tony Watt could be moving on and they'll be ready to act on that should it happen. Obviously, Kevin Van Veen got the two goals for them today as Tony Watt just warmed his, uh, warmed his hands up with a blanket nado on the bench in the freezing cold on Boxing Day. Certainly need something else. We need reinforcements up front, so I'd be all for that. Indeed. Um, Tales from Tandai Street is completely sold out from the Dundee United Supporters Foundation. They are possibly going to do a reprint in the new year if there's a sufficient demand at the foundation's you should, you should go on to them Rondo you should go on to them and tell them never mind just a reprint we need a new print we need my name on that picture we do. because I can that you've no slapped right for about three weeks now I think it is I've no look at raging about that um, that's how I'm saying it the foundation's raised over £230,000 for the club um, you can join hundreds of fellow Arabs go to dusf.scot forward slash pledge and you can be united and join the foundation the United Futures Lottery jackpot has been won £2,000 has been won um, by a Nah, it's no McNichol, it's no an Asgard, nah, nah, it's nothing like that, so we're off fine. Ostello. No, it's definitely not me. Um, <laughs> Craig Miller won 25 quid, so it's Craig Miller that I can, good on you. Um, but yeah, if you want to sign up and get more details, unitedlottery.co.uk, remember all the proceeds uh, go to support our academy. Um yeah, so it's 500 quid is basically what I was meant to say this week so you can go and get yourself into that pot for the 500 notes on Friday Now after last week's monumental disaster of pointage I am very much out for revenge this is games of goals it's five points up for grabs you just have to match five players to the amount of games they played or the goals they scored for everyone you get correct you get a point to the only resource allowed is the Arab Archive have you bathed in your victory of last week you enjoyed that I, I always enjoy it. I, I, you know what? It's, I'm, I'm taking it for granted. I'm now, I'm now basically my young self walking along Fleming Gardens midweek to go to see United in Europe. I'm basically taking this for granted that I'm going to be ahead of you come the release of this podcast every Monday because I've held the lead for for so long. Uh, I, I still, I still concern myself that you're gonna, you're gonna come back and pip us at the post uh, at the very end of the season because. I've been known to bottle things before and uh, that could happen again. But I've got a, a, a right spread of players for you today. Go on then. Some you've seen, some you might not have seen. <laughs> some, some you might not have heard. Oh, <laughs> get the shite housing gaff looked out right now. <laughs> right, here goes. First name for your rondo. Yeah. Ryan Dow. Ryan Dow of Dunfermline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shell Olofsson. Let's just put shell and spelt the correctly. I've not just wrote shell. You know what I mean? I bet you have. I've I not. bet you have. Third player, Duncan Ferguson. Fergie. Yep. Fourth player, Robocop himself. Darren Dots. All right, okay. And the last player. <laughs> Richard Goff. Oh, your mate. My mate. 
This will be a laugh. Numbers are. Yep. 100. 100. 119. 119. 37. 37. 112. 112. And 35. 35. Yeah, cables. So what, what players did you know see you at that list then? Um, Goff. Yeah, definitely never seen Goff. Didn't see Big Dunk play many. Didn't see him play loads and loads of times because maybe he didn't play loads and loads of times. <laughs> I mean, good player, won every hand in the air. Born a header about, born a paint things about the late great Jim McLean on Jim Waz. <laughs> born to get chased for the Hilton Huns with Buddy Connolly. Nah, he was shitting himself, was he? He's probably for backup. I, I think he probably chased the Hilton Hunts. I think Paddy maybe wrongly recalls that story. I can't imagine Big Dunk running away from anybody. Um, he, he, he ruled that area. Well, he would be the only in. I wouldn't have seen regularly. I don't know, think. Mm-hmm. That was that. United fan. Big United fan. He stays over the box for my, my mate. Does he still stay here? Yeah. Nice one. Can't believe you've got a mate. Uh, that's a revelation. God. Uh, damn Dodds. What a guy. I was never the sign in a ham. What do I can? What do I can? Some boy. Right. Right. What you got for us? What you got for us? All right. So. Ryan Dow. Well, yes. actually, I'll, I'll, I'll. Darren Dodds, I can categorically, I can't even say it. Categorically say. Categorically say, categorically. Absolute bricker. I could yep. tell you now he played 100 games. I could tell okay. you that right now. Because he's on your list. Because he's been on my list for a while. So I can <laughs> tell you he's, he's definitely played 100 games. So I'm confident in that. In. Um. Because one of these guys, and I'll get a one now, it's going to be on on this day, the day, I could tell you Duncan Ferson scored 35 goals. Okay. Now, this is where we get into some tricky situations here. Um, Shell and Ryan Dowell, no be much between them. There is an ability, I'll give you that, but I don't think there'll Just be much. Which would then leave us... I didn't think Ryan Dow scored 37 and I think Shell scored Mayer, possibly. <laughs> so I'm going to give Richard Goff 37 goals, which sounds mental. Okay. But given so what... right back. Well, given the start we put out, was it Billy Kirkwood or somebody I mentioned had like Mayer goals than we ever thought? You know, Seven. so let's go for that. So Ryan Dow and Shell, 112 and 119, let's go We with... I've not even got a coin to flip. I was going to flip a coin there. No, you've got a chocolate coin for Christmas Day. Nah. Got the Christmas Day. Them, let's go 119 for Shell. Uh, let's go 119. Let's give him Mel. You think Shell played more games at Bundy United than Ryan Dow? Well, I mean, he's put doubt in us, but I'm going to lock in. So that must be Ryan Dow 112, Shell 119, Fergie 30. F- 
five, Darren Dodds a hundred, and Richard Goff thirty-seven. Okay, final answers. I, I want you to to be quiet now. <laughs> Darren Dodds, scorer of six goals in Tangerine, played a hundred times. Yes. Ryan Dow only scored thirteen goals for us. I see. Him. He scored, that. but did play a hundred and twelve games. Good then. Big Shell Olufsen, what a man, what a player. Scored 46 times in his 119 appearances. Big Duncan Ferguson played 88 games and scored 35 goals. Bring it home. And Big Dickie Goff played 256 games, which is an awful lot. I didn't appreciate he played that many. And scored 37 goals for, yeah. for right and back. What an absolute fluke on two of them the day. Absolute. So this is the end of the weeks. So I kind of knew three of them. I kind of knew three of them pretty pretty quickly. But mm. man, the other two was like, so we're, I'm still two points behind though. Like, let's know. That's all right. That's all right. Let's not get carried away. It's definitely not going to carry the water. But, uh, Let's not be goals. patting yourself on the back. Let's not be targeting any credit. <laughs> You're still getting bit in bits bit. In bits bit, yes. Um, the Joe Fox take, take podcast shop is now closed until 2022. Uh, thank you very much to everyone who's got some last minute orders and chasing orders and getting stuff sorted. Um, it'll open again next week or the week after and whatever, but just a bit of downtime. Uh, maybe a bit of a restock, some new items or what have you. But thank you very much to everyone who has bought something throughout. 2021 now on to the live show which um, given everything that we were up against this week and obviously last week at the time uh, we, we, we gave out sort of the guidelines that we were going to be working on uh, along with the theatre and stuff to put the show on but uh, that has been snatched from us like the milk under Thatcher, it has been taken away. So the live show is postponed and there'll be a new date announced once things calm down. We're kind of hoping that at the end of this three-week thing that we're in, we could then possibly then announce a date. So we don't expect, because we don't want to announce a date and then need to move it again. I think that's what we're, we're trying to get at. So absolutely devastated to, to see on like people on Twitter on Christmas Day saying they've got tickets for Christmas and stuff. It's like, man, I'm... It's a shitey person. I'm, I mean, then I tell me your, your your wife likes you that much. Like, that's how she, how much she likes getting rid of you to listen to her shite for a couple of years on a Sunday night. But <laughs> just, wants, just wants the telly on a Sunday night for herself. Aye, and, and, and it was weird because, like, we, we were doing, like, a bit of a technical rehearsal on Monday night because we were trying to be as business as usual, but... We kind of sort of had the idea that we knew it was going to come, and then and then it happened, and it was it was pretty devastating to to put that message out saying it was postponed. But with the social distancing in the little theatre, we would be able to get twenty two people. Mm. Well, what's the fun in that? You know, and it's not. Listen, it's not like if we're not a weekly podcast, it's maybe something you, we could have done for a few nights and, and done it or on the same day. I don't know, but being a weekly podcast. We can't do this, isn't it? Fun. That's the fun in that, you know. Um, so, yeah. So, absolutely devastated that we've had to do it, but there was nothing else we could do, really. Um, pumped. It's pumped. Uh, the, the live show is, is, is pumped. That's not what's happening on the night. It's not that kind of show, but um, if you want to throw tenors into a 
near Ballard. But um, yeah, so we'll hopefully announce a date um, a little bit down the line once we kind of get an idea of what's going on over the next couple of weeks. Because I read that the uh, like with the restrictions on the rep, which is about a four hundred and fifty seat, they can only get a hundred people in with the social distance. You know, it's just mm. no fun for Abdi. So that's where we are. Please hold on to your tickets if you can't make the rearranged date. Believe you me. And they must be crazy, but there are people that are looking for tickets that if you are selling tickets, you will get rid of your tickets because people are looking for them and would like to buy them. And um, and we appreciate that for everyone that's given the support. So we we will let you know as soon as we know. uh, We sent an email out, so you should have got that, though. I think most people would have knew it was kind of pumped at the moment. Right, on this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, 27th of December is our focus today. One game and one birthday. You might know the birthday boy. Uh, today's game's for 1982, and with Aberdeen having won their match against Kilmarnock, which had kicked off in the afternoon, United had to win their evening home match against Motherwell to regain second place in the Premier Division. Manager Jim McLean stuck with the same lineup that defeated Morton before Christmas. The game turned within 60 seconds of the half-hour mark. McAlpine produced a superb save to divert a wayward header from teammate Derek Stark. And a minute later, Paul Sturrock sent Stark clear down the right. His perfect low cross fired in by Ralph Milne to put United in front. Four minutes later, United doubled their lead. McLeod pulled down Sturrock near the byline. Eamon Bannon scored comfortably from the penalty spot. The third goal came in the 50th minute when Sturrock slammed a first-timer against the crossbar. John Riley was on hand to hook in the rebound from a couple of yards out. Four minutes later, Captain Paul Hegarty, who, uh, of course, has the Hegarty pile at uh, McNichol Mansion, he made it for feet. powerfully heading pass Sprout at the near post from a Milne free kick. Paul Sturrock scored United's fifth when he bundled the ball over the line after Davy Dodd's cross had ricocheted off of Forsyth. And it might have been 6-0 before the end. Hegarty shot past the post from around uh, six yards out. The final whistle must have been relief to the weary and outclassed men for Fir Park who uh, were uh, had a mountain to climb to get clear of the relegation zone. The win ensured that United's displacement from second spot by Aberdeen was only temporary and the performance earned the team a standing ovation at the end. Today's birthday boy was a schoolboy international who came through the United Youth System after sending from Cars Thistle and went on to make 88 appearances, scoring 35 goals before moving to Rangers for 4 million quid, a then record transfer fee between British clubs. Happy 50th birthday today to Duncan Ferguson. I should read the notes, really, should I? <laughs> <laughs> what a dumpling. Hey-ho. Um, An open goal for you. Indeed. So, yeah, you had your uh, your match in jammies on uh, Christmas Eve, and obviously Christmas mm. Day was mentioned. Did you get the big bar of dairy milk that you were you were hoping for on Christmas Day? Uh, no, no. I, you know, I like the, that Ritter Sport chocolate. I don't know if you've ever dabbled in that. You get it in Lidl, of course of I have. Yes, yes, I love it. Absolutely love it. The end with the cornflake in it. My God, I could eat a mountain of that. Uh, so I got a box of that and I got a bag of that as well. So hold on, I done well. Hold on, I done well. An actual yes. box. Yes. How many is in it's the box? Of, it's just got loads of the wee ends. Oh, I thought you were getting a oh, box of the big, delight. the big squares, man. Oh no, I mean that, that. I might, I might work up to that. <laughs> But I'm just I'm sampling other wee ends just now. The marzipan, the cornflakes, the the milk chocolate playing in, the envy, the fondant. Oh, Rondo, come on. Love it. Unbelievable Absolutely stuff. Love it. Um mm. 
decent scrandus league on offer were you full turkey out of the trimmings uh, yes I went to her pal Jensus and uh, she fed us well very very well Mm. Oh. no complaints you know, no keep, complaints you know, I got they, the hell out of Dodge before uh, the dishes had to get done uh, I made sure I was back in the car before there was a shout to get my arse in the kitchen to do the dishes uh, it was good it was a great feed take your key right with the bowl before that was yeah, needed yes uh, correct correct uh, the winter break is underway next week uh, we'll be looking at the season so far because we are pretty much at the halfway stage. Uh, so we'll be looking at, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out. Paul might do a rating system. He might rate the players, the games. I don't know. But we'll pull something together for uh, for next week's one. Uh, obviously, if you do stay listening to this end bit, you may have got a bit of a different question at the end of it. And uh, uh, where did you go for? You were, were you bathing in the, the, the bath of your own shit? I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's this week's in for you. Would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or vinegar as eye drops? Sandpaper. Oh, it feels like that's something after a curry anyway. Uh, let us know <laughs> on social media. We're at Dode Fox Podcast. Have a great week. Stay safe. Don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. And from us both, have a happy new year when it comes. Hey.